Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode nine of season three. This week we are studying 2 Nephi chapters 11 through 19. This is the first lesson of the Isaiah chapters that Nephi copied directly into his personal journal. And I know that many of us sometimes have difficulty understanding Isaiah, and we might even be tempted to skip these chapters, but let's look at this from Nephi's perspective for just a minute. These writings were recorded on the small plates of Nephi, and this was the additional record that the Lord commanded Nephi to create. And you'll remember that Nephi said that on these plates, he wrote the things of his soul. These writings were some of the most precious to him. And to take so much time and invest so much effort to copy these Isaiah chapters into his own journal gives you an idea of just how important these things were to Nephi. As we've reviewed before, the writings of Isaiah are the story of Israel's redemption. It outlines the trouble that Israel gets themselves into, the difficulties that they'll face, but then the glorious promises that are extended to them. So now we have Nephi. He's older. He has children. He's the prophet. His country is in civil war. He knows Jerusalem has been destroyed, and no doubt he is very, very worried about the future of his own family and about his people in general. And I believe that the writings of Isaiah were like a warm blanket to him. They reassured him that no matter how desperate things seemed, the Lord would sustain and redeem him and his family and his people. And isn't that the message that we all want to hear? All of us are in some sort of distress. We want comfort. And as you read Isaiah, I encourage you to look for words that Nephi may have found comforting, and perhaps you can find some comfort yourself. Now, if you haven't enjoyed Isaiah in the past, I invite you to look differently at it this time and just give it another chance. I talk with people frequently about how mental health issues change over time. Uh, interventions that have worked before may stop working, and interventions that didn't work before may start working because we are different people each day. We are constantly changing. And so it's um, inaccurate to assume that just because something was the case 10 years ago, that it will still be the case today. We're always evolving. And something that didn't make sense before may make sense now. So I'm just saying to give Isaiah a chance, give it some prayerful consideration, go in there and read what it has to say and ask the Lord to teach you what it means for you in your situation. So let's look at some principles in these chapters and apply them to our uh, emotional and spiritual situations. In 2 Nephi chapter 15, verses 20 and 21, we read, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto the wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. These verses are basically a warning against creating truth in our own image. This idea of changing things so that we don't have to sacrifice or modify our beliefs. And I believe this practice is rampant in our world today, and it does not do us any favors. Uh, this idea reminds me of a scripture I was recently studying in the Doctrine and Covenants. 
in section one, verses 14 through 16, which reads, And the arm of the Lord shall be revealed, and the day cometh that they who will not hear the voice of the Lord, neither the voice of his servants, neither give heed to the words of the prophets and apostles, shall be cut off from among the people. For they have strayed from mine ordinances, and they have broke mine everlasting covenant. They seek not the, the Lord to establish his righteousness, but every man walketh in his own way, and after the, after the image of his own God, whose image is in the likeness of the world, and whose substance is that of an idol, which waxeth old and shall perish in Babylon, even Babylon the great, which shall fall. The concept that caught my attention in these verses was the Lord saying that every man was walking after the image of his own God. Now, you'll remember the story of the children of Israel uh, who created the golden calf to worship while Moses climbed Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. And sometimes it seems silly to us that they would worship something that was clearly created by their own hands. Yet in many ways, we are prone to do the same thing. We tend to distort truth, to modify the rules, and to create new narratives that fit our current desires. Instead of bending our wills to God, we bend his commandments to fit our will. One of the bedrock principles of mental health intervention is changing the way we think about things. The advantage that we have as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is that we have ample access to truth, either in words of scripture, modern church leaders, or direct revelation through the gift of the Holy Ghost. Improving our mental health involves looking at belief patterns, then comparing those patterns to truth, and then making any needed changes so that what we believe is closer to what is true. For example, if you believe that you're a horrible person, you are likely to have greater depression. But the truth is you are not a horrible person. You're a beloved child of God, no matter where you've been or what you've done. So as you adjust that belief, you can adjust the commensurate feeling. We need to take the time to understand our thoughts and then do the work to compare them to truth and correct as needed. In order to do this, we need to do our part to seek out truth, which involves taking the Lord and his prophets at their word and not distorting their teachings to meet our preferences. Uh, let's look at one more scripture in these chapters. This is 2 Nephi chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. And it shall come to pass in the last days, when the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the tops of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. These verses refer to the temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in these latter days. For those of us who live on the Wasatch Front in Utah, there are more than a dozen temples that are literally perched in the tops of the mountains. This prophecy by Isaiah has come true. Notice the council in verse 3. As we go to the temple, it says, first, the Lord will teach us of his ways, and then second, we will walk in his paths. This is the recipe for happiness and peace. We have to live by the rules that govern happiness and peace. These rules are eternal and unyielding. They apply to our emotional and spiritual situations. When we learn truth 
and walk within the guardrails that the Lord has established, we will have greater happiness and peace. And the converse holds true as well. When we walk outside of these guardrails or boundaries that our Heavenly Father and our Savior have established for us, we are going to experience greater sadness and greater distress. The commandments are not restrictive. They're designed to help us have greater happiness and peace, and they are based on eternal truths that simply do not change. As we learn and apply the truths that are related to better mental health, we will experience the happiness and peace that we seek. I always end these episodes, um, these podcast episodes with an invitation to act and just invite you to give prayerful consideration to which of these invitations would be good for you to do. And this is this week's invitation. Consider a time in your past when you were in emotional distress and then reflect on what truths and thoughts helped you find peace during that time. And then how can those same truths help you achieve peace in future trials? I have free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement the weekly invitations. Uh, to get these, just sign up for my email newsletter and you can find that link in the show notes. Also, please subscribe to the podcast to access new episodes each week, and please share this podcast with others. There's also written transcripts of the podcast, and you can find that link in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action, and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.